0: Good morning, Grace. How are you today?
1: I'm fine, Pete. How are you?
0: I'm doing great because there is a wonderful event occurring this weekend.
1: Uh Uh-huh. What is it?
0: It's it's the Super Bowl, of course.
1: I was thinking about the Valentine's Day. What is this speaking about?
0: (laughs) Valentine's Day is right right around the corner as well. I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. But but the Super Bowl is right here, and I think... um, for me, I've been watching the Super Bowl every year since I was 10 years old, over 40 years. My family always has a party. It's a lot of fun. You know, in fact, in fact, um, people have their favorite foods at the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see my sister's family. They are very passionate about the Super Bowl. So they gather up around, you know, around the TV and they have all these snacks and chips and all those things. They're having a great time, shouting, howling, everything.
0: What's your favorite food? What's your favorite uh, party food? Uh, Pigs in a blanket. Yeah. You like those? I like them. Soft pretzels. Meatballs in a crock pot like barbecue meatballs. Uh-huh. I'm giving you my favorite fruits, okay <laughs> Nachos. My friend Dave makes the greatest buffalo chicken dip uh-huh. You know It's a, it's a very spicy kind of creamy dip. Oh mm-hmm. man so delicious, so delicious. <laughs> but I thought today maybe we talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and what is the Super Bowl of the Catholic faith?
1: Super Bowl of Catholic
0: faith? Yeah. Is is there such a thing? Can we come up with the Super Bowl of Catholic faith? Hmm. I think we can. <laughs> but when yes. you think about the Super Bowl this year, we have something really special happening. If you listen to our podcast prior to this, we talked about idols and we used the example of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more emails about why don't you like taylor swift we love taylor swift she's perfectly fine um grace could you name a taylor swift song no i could not either honestly and she's not in our genre right we 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 know uh, catholic songs on eagles wings and um um what's your favorite catholic song
1: ah uh, take neat
0: Take and eat one bread, one body. You know, we love yeah. classic Catholic. That's the yeah. thing that we really and enjoy. We
1: are called.
0: We are called. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Matt Marr, there's lots of Catholic artists as well. Right. Um, but the reason that we spoke about Taylor Swift was it wasn't about her herself. It was it was because people tend to put things in between them and God. Right. You know, in fact, I kind of look at it as a chasm sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to make the leap between our regular lives and our spiritual lives. So this Super Bowl event is a good reminder that even in the Catholic Church, we have times of the year that are super, this, the Super Bowl of the Church. And I'm not going to say what what that is yet, but I will point out that this, this particular event in the church is either going to be um one of two all right so it's either going to be christmas
1: <laughs>
0: or it's going to be easter easter
1: easter <laughs> right yeah of so course. one of these
0: two is the greatest of all events
1: uh, i get you so if we are comparing super bowl with one of these like christmas or easter Probably you are looking at Easter because there's a lot of preparation, just mm-hmm. like Super Bowl has all these different levels before the grand finale.
0: That's right. They have 16, 17 weeks of of games they play, then they have the playoffs, and then they have the big event itself.
1: Right. So in, for Christmas, we have this Advent preparation, mm-hmm. but Easter is more glory for us.
0: Right. And Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows we start with Lent. Right. We start with a um, preparation period.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, even leading up to the Easter season, leading up to Lent, we have we have the regular season, the regular games. Oh, no. oh. You know, we have that all the mundane regular games. Week one of the NFL was way back in uh, in August. And um, we have our ordinary time. If, if uh, you go to mass, you say, oh, they, they may announce this is the fourth Sunday of ordinary time. They make it sound like it's not even important.
1: Right. And the color green. So when I say color green, oh, it's just ordinary, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. But <laughs> if you go to mass and you see it's ordinary time, mm-hmm. you need to remember, just like in that football season, Every game is important. Every mass is important.
2: Right, too, oh, of course.
0: Every Sunday is important.
2: Right. right.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the uh, Easter season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It starts with Ash Wednesday. Holy day of obligation? No. It is. No. No. Ash no. Wednesday's
1: not
0: a holiday. Please. It is not. <laughs> it is it's not. Sad. But you would think it is because lots of people show up for Ash Wednesday.
2: Yeah. It's a
0: very popular, um, very popular time for Catholics. In fact, many churches are busting at the seams. I remember during COVID, we would um give ashes even in the parking lot and to cars driving by. And it was still the most people we had seen in a long, long time.
1: Right. So, one of the things is like people want something ritualistic in their life, they want something tangible. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably that's why. Like, and there is a, not just the feeling of, of prepar- preparing for for the Holy Week, you know, passion and death of Christ, but also the, this feeling of participating in something that is relevant in their lives, which probably in the busy schedules of our lives, we might not, act, you know, give enough significance to the spirituality even those people find being part of the, I mean, practicing Catholic, at least, you know, by observing.
0: It's, and it's the start of something. Mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's the start of something new. It's almost like New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Many Catholics will will go into the Lenten season with a resolution, something they want to um, do to improve themselves during um during this time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. But during this time, they want to um so they want to kick it off. And they do that on Ash Wednesday. Many people will go to mass. Many people will just, um, even even around the country. uh, I remember when I used to work in the city of Chicago, I would just walk down the street to the cathedral and um, walk in, receive my ashes, and go back to work. So we didn't even have mass. Mm -hmm. Um, Around where we live in the South, you'll generally have mass anytime you see people getting ashes. So then, what brings us into the preparation for the Super Bowl itself, kind of um, the Lenten season, forty days. What are we supposed to do? Why do we do? Why do we even do anything before Easter? You know, I mean, what? Do, I guess, I guess the key things Catholics do they fast, abstain, abstain from meat on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So what are the? What What do we care? Why do we want? Why do we even need to do this? I don't need. Uh, a lot of people today. Um, especially those who don't go to church on a regular basis, don't even follow these rules. Mm
1: -hmm. So I was wondering what the significance of this observing this 40 days. So, I mean, liturgically, it's tied with the life of Christ. Jesus uh, fasted for 40 days before he began his ministry. That's one thing, right? So, so, um, trying to participate in the life of Jesus, right? So that's one aspect of it. But then for us, primarily, the greatest significance of being a Christian is this life of uh, grace that we receive from God because of the forgiveness that we receive from Him. Our sins are forgiven. And that is because Jesus is the Lamb that was slain for us. He died for us and He resurrected for us, right? So the passion that He went through for us... So when we say God forgives our sins, He didn't just delete it. It can't be done in that way. Sin cannot be just deleted. And also, He cannot uh, bring down the bars of morality for us. Mm -hmm. Holiness is now only this much high, so it's okay. It's not like that too. It is also not changing the moral values for us. So when we sin, the the gravity of sin is such that he needs to do something about it, and that was his death. He needs to. Jesus had to shed his shed his blood to redeem us, and that's not a small thing for any of us to live a life of, you know, life of peace and love, and just an ordinary Christian life, right? Right. So this this has to happened jesus had to die and and when we when we think of it there should be a lot of gratitude in our hearts for it right and the great love in response to the love that he has shown to us i think this is a time the best time of the year to show jesus how much we love him how much we are in debt to him and how much we acknowledge Whatever he has done for us, right? So I think that's the first thing for us, uh, as we, as a Christian, as a Catholic, when we begin this journey, is to express our greatest love and gratitude for the great price that Jesus paid for us. First of all, secondly, of course, participating in this life. So you're thing.
0: also talking about we we want we we want to give up a little bit of our ourselves
2: right.
0: for the the greatness of um, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So during this 40, so we use 40 days. It's a long time. I mean, we could use three days. It doesn't have to be 40 days. Right. It's a long time, but, um, 40 days, it, you know, I don't know that they originally thought about, Hey, why it's 40 days, 40 days, um, <laughs> signifies, has a lot of uh, symbolism in the Bible, right. but for us is as, as just, um, Human beings, you can develop new habits in forty days. Whereas, if we just if we just went and celebrated Easter Sunday and then moved on, maybe we're um, recognizing the resurrection, but we're but but we're not really working to bring ourselves closer. Uh, and it seems like it's a somber period too. It's more of a somber forty days, not. Um,
1: so churches devoid of flowers, you know, I mean, all those things. And the purple, which is like inviting us to repentance always. But also, Pete, don't you think like, you know, there's um, Israelites who walked in the desert for 40 years, right? Right. So that was also a time of seeking. Till they reached the land of Canaan, the promised land, they were still seeking and preparing themselves. And whatever they went through those times, they were... You know, times of revolting against the God and all those things. But then there is this dreary, you know, seeking and yearning for the promised land, which for us is the is the resurrection of Christ. And we're preparing for that. And also Moses, before he received the Ten Commandments in Mount Sinai, he fasted for 40 days, right? So, I mean, it's all over uh, the, the Old Testament too.
0: So the three things we're called to do during... Um during Lent is to um, fast, pray, and give alms. I think the most interesting thing is fasting. So let's <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. Uh-huh. And the most interesting part of fasting for Catholics is no meat on Fridays. It's a it's it's a tradition that I think younger people are ignoring.
2: Mm.
0: And honestly, they. They need to pick it up.
1: <laughs> you know, most churches have these nights of carbs and fish fries and all those things, so it's in there at least. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me t- let me go back in the way back machine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Deacon Pete's life, because I'm the oldest one, probably listening. And between us, when I was a child, we did not eat meat every Friday of the year. The, the reason we did that was it was to remind us every week, one, that Sunday was, the, it was like a feast day, a solemnity, the importance of the Mass, a holy day. Every Sunday was to be a holy day. And every Friday, we should be reminded of Good Friday, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So Fridays were set aside to have just a little bit of a connection to that giving up. The way the church developed that was by sacrificing something that we would eat on a regular basis, which was meat. So we didn't did not eat meat any Friday. I challenge our listeners. I challenge them. Just like the Super Bowl is a challenge. I have a challenge. I had some of the worst meals of my life. Oh, sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this. <laughs> During, the because on the Fridays, because Fridays had to be um, meatless. Mm-hmm. You could only eat cheese pizza. You know, you, you just couldn't do it every Friday. So we had a couple dishes, and I'll throw these out. And I challenge our listeners to, to put in the comments something they ate. Back in the day or on a Friday. Something that they consider, you know, it's not like a fish fry. Fish fries are delicious. Mm -hmm. Salmon loaf, which is like a meatloaf made with canned salmon. Not delicious, okay? (laughs) Not delicious. (laughs) Tuna casserole, noodles, cream of mushroom soup, canned tuna, all stirred up, not delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any memories of this?
1: No, uh, I mean I'm not a foodie as yes, such, so I wouldn't mind
0: basically. So you have no no input. You don't. You don't have your the, I your don't... the Friday the Lenten Friday dish you recommend. We don't eat fried mushrooms, pickles. um...
1: So the problem there is, like, I'm not a foolie, right? So, I mean, I like certain food, I mean, especially sweet. But for me, I think I should find my fasting in something else as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it should be something else that I like to indulge and I curb myself.
0: <laughs> so let's do that. Let's just, um, let's just say on Fridays, what I see happening out there, you know, I came out of the corporate world. I can't tell you how many times I would go to a meeting on a Friday during Lent and they would bring us lunch and I would read the boxes that they would bring us. Ham and cheese, um, roast beef, um, you know, delicious foods. Right. Or they might have pizza and it was pizza. There was no (laughs) thought put into, hey, we might have a practicing Catholic here who doesn't eat meat on Fridays. Right. And I see that more and more today. Even one of our most favorite restaurants here in the South, Chick-fil-A, you know, they close on Sundays because they're Christian, but they're not Catholic. Um, everything on their menu has meat.
1: Even on Fridays of Lent.
0: Even on Fridays of Lent, yeah. They haven't brought up some you know, toasted cheese sandwich.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, McDonald's have something for us. Then. <laughs> they do. They got
0: that flail fish. <laughs> yeah. I love it too.
1: Yeah, me too. So, Pete, you know, why do we, you know, why do we abstain? Why do we fast? You know, one of the things that I find very interesting is, you know, um, there are le- legitimate pleasures and illegitimate pleasures. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? So, legitimate pleasures are allowed, right? Uh, illegitimate ones are not allowed obviously right. so uh, when we especially when we start walking with jesus uh, pleasures which are allowed for us naturally right like um, uh, eating what we can you know basic basic norm, norms uh, uh, even even those things which are allowed for us even the pleasures which are allowed for us if we uh, you know have a, have a control over them if we exercise Control over them, that's going to help us in curbing illegitimate pleasures. That's right. So that's like a training, also. Right. You train yourself in legitimate pleasures so that when it comes to the matters of illegitimate pleasures, you are able to have a have a, you know, stronger power over them. I think that's one of the reasons why there is asceticism in the church. Hermitage, right? Mm-hmm. Many of our saints, Saint Benedict, Saint Anthony of Egypt, many of our church fathers, desert fathers, why did they, you know, practice a life of abstinence and you know withdrawing from the pleasures of the world because that will that also gives them a power over sin right they can practically become um, more and more holy so that sin will not have a hold over them when they practice uh, you know abstaining or i mean uh, shunning even normal pleasures that everybody could actually have, I think Lent is a reminder of that, so that we also train ourselves to abstain from which we can actually have. So when when it comes to things like sin or pleasures that are that are not for us, we can say no to them easily.
0: Yeah, and putting it in into Super Bowl talk,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the players they don't just they don't just make it to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, they're they're the, they're the highest performing athletes out there. They sacrificed much. Mm-hmm. So they said, all right, if I want a legitimate pleasure of being a great athlete, performing at the highest level, even making it to the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to give up things that don't pertain to that passion. Right. I need to give up. I need to go to bed early. There are certain foods I'm not going to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. I may need a personal trainer. I, um, I have to live a clean life. I definitely can't smoke, right? So so all these things, it, what they do is, the, you know, the athlete is trying to perfect their um, performance. During Lent, though, a lot of times we give up legitimate pleasures. Why? They're, they, they're not tied into God So instead of Maybe we're not giving up Maybe it's not a matter of giving up screen time It's how you use that screen time Instead of uh, finishing class And watching TikTok videos On dancing You um, You pick a book And you read a chapter of it Each day
1: Do you mean a spiritual book or something?
0: Sure, a book that that makes you a better person you know, it could be spiritual. It could be um, it could be the Bible. Mm-hmm. So there are different things you can do to um, make yourself a better person,
1: or or like watch something because be like watching and it's easier, right? Like 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 the chosen or anything that would bring us closer to you know to Jesus, closer walk with Jesus. Like Jonathan is like face of Christ these days, but then leading a life of. Uh, normal Christian we can learn from just watching something like The Chosen or any of those things that can remind us like I used to watch The Passion of Christ at least a little bit every mm-hmm. holy week over the years I won't be able to watch the whole thing because sometimes it's too too intense right but maybe like I remember there was this one Lent when I was I started watching The Passion of Christ like I do every year but then that year I was watching and when I Led to, I mean, I reached a point where Jesus fell down for the first time. That was too intense, and I stopped. But that, that gave me a presence of this intensity of his suffering, and, and that helped me a lot. That preparation was so good. So, I, I, I mean, after that, that's, that's when I began this as a habit every year.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to, uh, it's really hard to watch the passion of Christ. Oh, dear. You know, especially during the uh, crucifixion
1: right.
0: and the punishment.
1: Yeah, the scourging.
0: The scourging, yeah. So I find it's, you know, because some of the other shows, even the most popular, Jesus of Nazareth is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. was the most popular, I think, before that. Mm-hmm. And even that waters it down a little bit to make it more um, viewable. Right. Um, when they made the Passion of Christ, they tried to, have a, a realistic depiction of what this crucifixion was and what the, how great the sacrifice was
1: but whatever they have captured i'm sure it was at least 100 times more intense than what they could capture right because when god takes sins from adam to the last person mm-hmm. it's 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 a compensation for all those sins right it can be just a little suffering. It should be the intensest suffering possible.
0: Right. So the fasting that we do during this whole of uh, Lent, these forty days, should have a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's different than the um, than maybe your New Year's resolution. It's not a reboot of your New Year's resolution. So you say, hey, at New Year's, I was going to lose ten pounds. Now I'm coming up on the Super Bowl here and Lent is going to start right after the Super Bowl and uh, I'm going to start Lent, but now I'm going to lose 15 pounds because I gained <laughs> five, five pounds during uh, the playoffs eating all those great snacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, Pete, so I mean, one of the greatest thing that we could do as a preparation for Lent, which is not very, not a demand from the part of the church or anywhere, right? But then it is to loving Jesus more intensely, more personally, getting more personal with the person of Christ because Jesus is God, Jesus is powerful. Sometimes people would tend to think that God is power, right? So that makes him so impersonal. But our God is a very personal God, right? And Jesus is the face of God. But how do we, uh, you know, uh, how do we walk with him in our daily lives with a more, more love, in, in our approach to Him.
0: And that's through prayer. Yeah. So that's the second aspect or the second tenet of Lent right. to improve our prayer life, to become closer to Christ, mm-hmm. and build a more personal relationship with Him.
1: Yeah, but when we say about prayer also, I mean, most people would connect the rosaries and or those are all very good. But I mean, I mean. Yeah, let's
0: be practical here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't always mean, you know, do what your grandma did. We have a lot of options today. When it comes to prayer, it could mean, you you may have a very busy life. Mm -hmm. You may be working. You may have an hour commute. Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as turn the radio off that hour.
1: And just speak with Jesus.
0: And speak with Jesus. Be with Jesus. It could be listening to an audiobook that's spiritually motivating, mm-hmm. listening to the Pete Speaks with Grace podcast <laughs> once, <laughs> once a week, but that's only one hour. Yeah. It could be um, stopping by your church on your way home. Maybe you pass it every day on your way home. Right. Stop by your church, mm-hmm. see Jesus. Yeah. If you have adoration, 24 hour, 24 hour adoration, stop and see Jesus. Yeah. I think there's a lot of a, a lot of prac- practical tips around that tenet of prayer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know the fasting, the fasting is there, you know one of the benefits of fasting is it's going to remind you that you're in Lent. Mm-hmm. If I fast from in between meal snacks, so I get to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Normally, I go upstairs. I work from home. I eat some chips. But I'm fasting from in-between meal snacks. Then when I get to that point in my day, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's, it's Lent. I, I'm fasting from that. But then it also it also puts me in the right headspace to think about prayer. Oh, I also need to make sure I'm doing... Um, you know, I'm, I'm reading another chapter in this book or I'm doing the I'm 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 building this relationship right. closer with I remember, Jesus.
1: Peter, you texted me asking like what would I say to a person, a random person? to, mm-hmm. you know, about about bringing hope to that person, what would I say? Then I replied to you that Jesus cannot do without you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a thought that we could carry. Like, you know, God loves me so much that he can do without me. He He just wants me to be with him so intensely. We all search for love. And, and this person is, is the one who loves us the most, right? So that prayer, if it is to that, like like spending time with the most loved person, the person who loves me the most, right? If our prayers are time spent with that dearest person, how much intense it would be. That's what
0: I'm... Jesus wants you with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, God loves us all. I always, I always say this 100%. He loves me. Now, this may be hard for people to, to hear, but God loves me 100%. God loves Taylor Swift 100%. He loves every human being 100%. He wants us to come to Him.
1: You know, so one of the things that we could practice during Lent is to get really personal with Jesus and love Him. That mm-hmm. could be the first, act, the, it's, it is actually prayer. But do it in a way, not just of praying some prayers, but just loving him.
0: I don't know. It keeps popping into my head for some reason. I know we have people that don't go to church on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. You know, they for whatever reason. It's boring. They don't like the priest. They um, don't like the church for some reason this is a really good time to maybe just take a step back and try it. A lot of these people go to church on Easter Sunday. Many people do go on Ash Wednesday. Go ahead and go each Sunday of Lent. Do a little research on the Mass every Sunday. Give it a chance. You know, Jesus is calling us back to him.
1: What best time, right? Because it reminds more more of his personal love. It's easy to think that Jesus died for everyone, it's for everyone. But when it becomes real in my life when I take it personally from that person of Christ. So that's mm-hmm. that's beautifully said, Pete. One of the things that keep people, you know, away from God is that their own feeling of guilt. I'm a sinner. I've done this many things. Mm-hmm. God might not like me, so I can't. I, it's not. It's not. I'm not accepted by God. That's that could be one of the things. So you know, I was thinking the other day, Jesus forgives us. Jesus asked that we forgive seven times seventy, mm-hmm. right? And what He implies is like uh, every as as much as it's needed, forgive as many times you are asked to forgive right as many times it is needed that's what he means so that also means that's what he's doing he forgives us as many times it's needed he forgives us every time we sin in fact every time we repent every time we ask him so as many times as possible that's his that there's no limit to the forgiveness that jesus has god has towards us so so our sins need not discourage us from from getting back to God.
0: Yeah. And during Lent, a lot of times uh, Catholics, practicing Catholics, will go to confession. And you have a lot of people who say, well, I want to make sure I go to confession once a year. But really, God wants to hear from you ongoing. He's always there to forgive us. And mercy is so important in our lives. Lent is a great time for us to mend relationships, to um, mend our personal relationship we have with Jesus. Like you say, you, we th- we, th- we think God is upset with us, but that's just not the case. Right.
1: But it's very easy to think like that, be right. So whenever mm-hmm. I have some sin and I feel so ashamed to look into the face of Jesus, I probably skip. I remember very recently, I quit. I quit praying for for three, four days because I thought, oh my God, this sin. And I was standing along with the sin instead of standing below with Jesus. Sin should be the third person, Jesus and. Me, we should be one. Instead of that, I partnered with the sin, and I was thinking, oh, I'm a sinner. Jesus won't appreciate me. I cannot go to him. But then three, four days, it was very tough. And then I thought, what am I doing? I belong to Christ. Sin is a third person who should be out of this relationship, right? So then I I mean, went back to the Lord, but then he is always willing to accept, right? It was right. my own judgment on my own self. So
0: even the even the criminal that was hung next to him, you know, you had one criminal. There were there were two criminals. One was berating Christ, and the other one said, "Stop, stop! He did he did nothing to deserve this," and uh, asked Jesus to forgive him. You know, Jesus, will you take me into heaven? And Jesus forgave him on the spot.
1: Right, right. As many times as digs. To forgive, right?
0: That's right. That's right. So when we get when we talk about that so now we we've spoke about fasting and prayer, they're really connected. They're important. Neither one of these is lent only, but they can be uh, we can practice a little more during Lent. Right. But we have the third um I'm calling them pillars. I guess they're pillars, which would um, Third pillar almsgiving, and that is giving up something something of value that we have for the sake of another.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why is this important to us? Because we're all one Christian family. It's important that God God asks us to um, to share in community with one another. Understand who our neighbor is and love that neighbor. Right.
1: So you know, in the book of Tobit, when his Tobit is uh, advising his son Tobias, mm-hmm. you know uh, how he how he promotes almsgiving. and his own life and Tobit's life, the way he lived out that life of giving, for uh, giving not only what he had, but what li- but also what he could. Right, that was a great example from the Bible, uh, but that also shows that made him righteous. Right, almsgiving covers multitude of sins. That's what the Bible says. So, so these days, especially during the Lent, we are, uh, are you know, trying to wash ourselves clean. And you know, I mean, Lent also is a very significant time when we meditate on our own uh, nothingness and our sins. Right. So, mm-hmm. almsgiving tied with the Lent. Tied with the prayer and fasting is like, I'm mending, I'm mending, I'm, I'm, I'm compensating for the times that I have fallen short in, in following the Lord, right?
0: Yeah, and these, um, improving yourself in this way, in these three ways, this goes back hundreds of years. Very wise people. It's not like we have to reinvent the wheel and say, well, how can we be more, how can we, how can we re-engineer Lent for Catholics today? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's really more about how can we help a Catholic understand the importance of of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving in their lives and how these can help with the ultimate goal of helping them to encounter Christ in their lives and become closer to Christ and build that relationship.
1: Right. Also, Pete, you know, when we say about the land and the Holy Week and all those things, which happens every year, it's also a very good reminder of what happens in our normal life, right? We all have our Good Fridays. We all have our times of intense sufferings, right? Mm-hmm. And then the only thing that keeps us moving forward is probably... Things might get better, or some thought of that sort, right? Some thought of that type, right? So, you know, recently I was I was speaking with a friend who was going through a very difficult time. So she, so when I was speaking with her, this is the insight that the Lord gave me, right? When when she's going through this valley, it just shows there is going to be a mountain peak. Mm-hmm. If there is an Everest, the Everest is Everest because it has so many low-lying areas. I just do it. That makes it the tallest point, right? If everything else, everything in the life in our lives is like Everest, everything is equal height, there is no significance for Everest even. So it is a low-lying points, low points of our lives that gives value to the high points and, in fact, is a preparation for the high points. So, I mean, that helped me a lot, too, in my personal life and I thought of this, uh, I mean, this journey of land, right? Because the life of Jesus... He went through this passion and suffering and then this great glory of resurrection which he won for us. So it's a reminder of every human being to think that we have our own Good Fridays. But the day of Easter is is just at the horizon. We can see it. It's just around the corner. Right. Greater times. Great times are coming. So probably lend us also a time when we could enlarge our, our hearts to receive more glory, more love, more power, more presence of God in our lives, right? Like, you know, <laughs> crazy, but then thinking of this like a football. Suppose the gift, the great gift that the God that God wants us to wants me to have okay, right after this, this period of difficulties is the size of a football. And I'm having just a spoon with me. I can't. I, I'm, I won't be able to receive the hold, the football-shaped, football-sized right. gift in my spoon, right? So Lent is also a time of making our receptacles bigger, broadening our hearts, broadening our, our lives to a bigger size to receive more glory kept for us in future. So...
0: Building, uh, growing our hearts,
1: right. Opening our hearts, opening
0: our hearts, so that we can receive the gifts. Really opening our eyes as well, so we can see, know, and receive these gifts that are available to us.
1: Yeah, the Easter gift—not only just the celebration of Easter, but every every good thing God has God has in store for us. There's a time to get ready for that. Let's get ready for that.
0: That's right. That's right. So so let us, uh, I have one other tip in mind, and that had to do with um, Holy Week itself. Uh A lot of people today, you know, they have to work. They have to work Thursday, Friday, uh, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. Many people have to um, work during that time. Mm -hmm. These days, many people still have to work on Sunday. You know, even yeah. Easter Sunday. Right. I I guess I would um, encourage people to try to keep holy um, the triduum. The triduum is is Thursday through Thursday and Friday primarily, but it's really Thursday, Friday, Saturday.
1: You mean holy Thursday, good Friday, and Easter Sunday?
0: Before Easter Sunday, that's right. right. And Easter Sunday, correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So the triduum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would just say try to keep holy Thursday and Friday of that week before Easter, if you can make it to mass, go to mass. If you can, um, I mean, we should see our, our churches should be packed Holy Thursday. They should be packed on Good Friday. And if they're, um, if you've not been, been to mass um, Holy Thursday and Good Friday in many, many years, I encourage you to try it. Try and get back to it. Uh, if at the very least keep those days holy in thought and in prayer, even if you're at work. Especially Good Friday now. Good Friday is a day of fasting for the entire day, um, so I would say as we as we head into this Super Bowl, this Catholic Super Bowl, let's um, you know let's try to prepare the best we can so that it's the greatest Easter that we've ever had. Yes. Um, I do have one other thing I want to point out. When it comes to football and the Super Bowl, once the Super Bowl is over, there is no more football.
1: Right.
0: Most people probably don't realize that once Easter Sunday is over, there's a lot more Easter. The Easter season in the church goes on for 50 more days. So what you'll see in the church... Earlier, you mentioned that sometimes the church has colors and the church is wearing green during what they call ordinary time. They'll be wearing the Easter colors, not just on Easter Sunday, but for the 50 days after Easter until they reach the 50th day. It's when the Holy Spirit reached the ears of the apostles. So that day?
1: Pentecost.
0: So that day is Pentecost,
1: yeah, so you are suggesting that we carry on with the same same intensity of life, walking with Jesus till Pentecost, but and also much beyond beyond the Easter season and Pentecost, right? Throughout our life, maybe one of the practices that we pick up these days could be, you know, practiced throughout the day, you know.
0: Well, I, I think I'm suggesting that if you. If you're doing all this preparation during Lent for Easter, Easter is not just Easter Sunday. Easter is 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 the Easter season in the churches for those fifty days. So we're we're not. It's not a one and done event. It's not like the Super Bowl, where we're sitting down for the afternoon, we're watching a football game, and we have you know the events over ah over for this year. Can't wait till next year. It's just the beginning.
1: Right. And Easter Sunday, Easter Monday, Easter Tuesday, that whole week, Easter Octopus, right? Every day is Easter.
0: Every day is Easter. And every day is the Easter season up until Pentecost. And every Sunday is as important to us as Easter. In fact, Jesus calls for this day of rest, this day of holiness. It's in the Ten Commandments. So it's our obligation to give this day to God.
1: So not only really that, so in from the Ten Commandments, it was a day set up for God. It was a preparation for this glory of resurrection of Christ, right? So we don't even fast on Sundays, even during Lent, because Sundays are the Jubilee days, the the, the radiant
0: and celebration. That's right. Was- That's why why not eating meat was Friday. Friday yeah. good, was to remember a Good Friday, the sacrifice of Jesus. We give ourselves; we have a, a small sacrifice on that day. Mm-hmm. But we never fast on Sunday. In fact, I continue my fast usually for the forty days of Lent. But you're fast; you are you are not called to fast on the Sundays of Lent. Forty okay.
1: days accounted, excluding the Sundays.
0: Excluding the Sundays. Yeah. Very good. Well, I think we're, um, I think we've really done some justice to the Super Bowl of the Catholic faith, Easter Sunday. Why don't we do a little bit of email? All right. So here I got an email um, right here in my hand. Dear um, Pete and Grace, what do you give up typically during Lent? See, that's coming from a old school Catholic right there because it's like, what do you give up? You know, we're not necessarily called to give up, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. You know, I usually, I am an old school Catholic. I usually do give something up. One year I said, I'm not going to give up anything. I'm just going to pray and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And that was, uh, uh, that was not a good Lent for me. Because a- as a child, I was taught kind of that we need to give something up for Lent. So it, for me, it, it does help. And I mentioned earlier, I give up in between meal snacking, so I try to eat only at the meal times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does this even apply to you, Grace?
1: So you know, the, um, only only once in a while I do I do things like that. Okay, so last year I ate only in the evening, mm-hmm. right? I I mean throughout the day I would try to be with the Lord and fasting okay but that's very rare I don't do that usually it I, I gave I mean I received this grace to do that last year and if I don't have if I don't feel the grace to do that I don't force myself into it so I I, I take it as a as a given chance for me to you know be more more restraining eating tendencies right but then this year i don't have anything already planned for but i guess i would i would spend more time in reading the bible something I, w- I would also encourage all our listeners and viewers that bible is the word of god and the more you eat into it the more nourished you are so i guess this time this time lent would be for the word of god
0: so for you it's not giving something up it's actually doing
1: mm, it's not it's it's a, it's like a prayer. Well, this year. Yeah, prayer, but a prayer using the word of God, delving into it.
0: Are you giving up uh doing something else? So normally would you be doing something else during that time and now you're saying, okay, I'm going to um it'd be like like me saying, well, um I'm going instead of watching um Family Feud at night, oh. I will um go down to my Office chapel area, quiet space, and I'll read. Good. So that's giving up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's not always food.
2: Right.
0: All right. So, so it's time. Let's let's spend a little bit of time in prayer as we finish this up. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's pray uh, this year, not just um, not just for this upcoming Super Bowl of the Catholic faith, Lent. But really, year-round, if somebody's listening to this and it's not in the Easter season, just remember every every day is important in our lives. Every day is an opportunity for us to um, sacrifice for somebody else, for us to give alms and give to somebody else. Every day is an opportunity for us to grow closer to Christ, grow, get to know the person of jesus through his readings his sayings i guess i should say through through the the gospels themselves through the letters of paul through the prophets of the old testament through all the wise people who have written over these last 2000 years and let us all have a a, a wonderful experience in this upcoming Lenten season. Grace. In
1: the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, we place our lives before you and we surrender our lives to you. We pray that each of us and everyone who is praying with us these moments will be touched by your gracious power. Father, we pray that This time of Lent that we're entering in will be a time of great spiritual comfort and spiritual growth and nourishment for us. For every one of us who's suffering in different, different situations of our lives, we offer them to you, Father, and we seek your healing and deliverance in our lives. These moments, may your healing be released into our lives, into our families, let there be comfort and peace descending from your heart into our lives. And we receive that, Father. Jesus, we invite you into a very important situation, into an important position in our lives. Be the king of our lives. Be the lord of our lives. Be the center of our lives. Especially these days, Jesus, We receive you as the master of our lives. May your will be done in our lives. May your glory be shown in our lives. May your deliverance and consolation fill our lives. May all darkness vanish. May your light descend on our lives. We pray, O God, that our hearts will be broadened to receive the countless blessings that you have prepared for us. Especially these coming days as we walk with the church into a time of prayer and fasting. Jesus, may we prepare our lives to receive great things from you, great love, great deliverance, great times of holiness and spirituality. Heal us. May your forgiveness and pardon, console us. Help us to love you more. Help us to love us more. Help us to love our brothers and sisters more every single day as we walk ahead. Holy Spirit, we surrender our wills to you. May you be the center of our will. Hold our hands and walk into this world. One step at a time, as we radiate your love to others. Blessed Mother, we seek your guidance in this journey of holiness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit. May
0: Almighty God bless all of our listeners, all of of those who are with us today, and those... um, those special intentions that we have in our hearts for all those who need God so dearly. May Almighty God bless us all. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: All right, so that wraps up this one. And I know the Super Bowl is uh, a tough event for you to speak about because uh, you've never watched a Super Bowl, have you? Or have you?
1: I haven't.
0: You've never watched even one Super Bowl. Um, oh, my gosh. But I, I have
1: watched people watching it, like my, in my house, and my family, my sister and all. I mean, the children and all, they celebrate it, celebrate it, right? Yeah. So I've seen them. That's it.
0: It's such a passionate event, you know. If if Jesus was at the Super Bowl party, I forgot to ask this earlier, you know. It's like, if Jesus was at the Super Bowl party, what kind of food would he bring? <laughs> you bring, like, uh, unleavened bread or just uh, some type of... Uh, these days, he'd probably have some spices on it, you know. Yeah,
1: and he would also Hummus. be celebrating...
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. right. He would be celebrating what?
1: Yeah, I mean the victory of the teams, right?
0: So he would be celebrating every play. Oh, (laughs) that's my, that's Patrick Mahomes. He prayed to me yesterday. Yeah. Hey, there's uh, uh, Brock Purdy just made that (laughs) throw. Brock, he just he just glorifies me all the time, you know. So Jesus, Jesus would know all these players. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 all right that's great if anybody wants any information about us they want to learn more about us or they want to even support our channel they can find that information in the description or at grace.com and that's how they can uh, get our email addresses too so we thank everybody for being with us today god bless you and um it's just great having this opportunity to speak with them right
1: thank you so much for listening to us and watching Uh, this video. May God bless you.
0: God bless.